Are you going through a difficult time? Are you experiencing a season of life that has tested your faith? Hey sister, I'm Rachel Williams and I'm right there with you. I've walked through divorce, single parenting, and in December of 2021, I was diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer. I know what it means to feel lost, scared, and defeated. But the good news is that I know that God uses all things for good for those who love Him. I know that He has a plan for me of hope in the future. I want to pass that faith-based confidence on to you. So welcome to your new safe place. Enter into a community where you can be comfortable as we dig into biblical truths and discover hope for encouragement in your life. Because I believe that you are capable of powering through this season with tangible and actionable tools to rely on when you begin to feel hopeless. I'm here today to tell you, friend, that you can walk in godly freedom even when it's hard. It begins with uncovering God's promises in your life and arming yourself with God's truth so that you can conquer whatever hardships that you encounter. I'm here to guide you through the valley so that you can really live in truth and light. Let's shift our mindset from victim to victorious because we are warriors. So come fight with me, sister. Grab some coffee. Let's do this. Hey friends, and welcome to the first ever episode of the She is a Warrior podcast. Y'all, I am so excited to be here, and I'm so happy that you could join me. Uh, When I tell you that getting here was a struggle, um, maybe the understatement of the century, everything that I feel like could have gone wrong when I was trying to launch this podcast went wrong, starting with um, the week that I was slated to start recording my intro, and um, this episode, I lost my voice. Um... You know, one of the the biggest tools or one of the most important tools that you need to have a podcast is a voice. So that that was great fun. Um, Love that for me. But now that my voice has come back, um, several other technology things just got in the way. And, you know, it was just one thing after another. And I feel like the devil was just really wreaking havoc on this mission and this dream of mine. But um, here we are. So welcome again. I'm so glad that you could join me. So I have to admit, from the time that I began to feel the call to create a podcast, the enemy really has been hard at work, um, filling my mind with doubts, causing me to question my abilities to successfully portray the message that I had on my heart. Um, one thing that will become apparent as we go through this these seasons is that I'm a teacher. Um, I'm in constant pursuit of making real-life connection to the standards that I teach, and without realizing it, often I will refer to um, education in the the content that I teach. So sorry in advance, that's just going to happen. It's part part of who I am. But um, really what this first episode, what I wanted it to be about was just kind of introducing you to me, kind of telling you where I came from, um, how I got here, and a little bit about my story. Of course, the, the details of where God has shown up in every aspect of my story, I'm going to really dig deeper in in later episodes, but this will just be kind of a summary there you go. Um, <clears throat> a summary of my story. So when these doubts began to flood my mind, I began to consider the irony. Um, so how perfect is it that I set out on a journey to tell you that you possess the very same power that moves mountains and calms the seas, the very same God that healed the lepers in the book of Mark, the same God that freed the captives 
captives in the book of Ephesians and created the heavens and earth, the very same miracle working power in all of these instances is available to you freely. That same God that loves you so fiercely knows your every thought, and He loves you anyway. What is there that you cannot do if it's God's will for your life? I mean, how awesome is that? But the enemy always gets nervous when we're being obedient to God's calling on our lives. He decides to plant lies and misconceptions in our minds to make us doubt make us worry, make us question. And that is exactly what happened to me. Y'all, I, I would just sit there thinking some days it would just really get overpowering. And I'd just be like, I'm, I'm not equipped for this. I'm not, I'm not ready for this. I don't know enough to do this. But I, gained, I, I really began to question my qualifications. You know, I'm just a normal girl from South Georgia. Who am I to just up and start a podcast? I mean, what will people think? What will people say? Um, that was probably the biggest hurdle that I had to overcome was really worrying what people would think. Um, you know, who who is she? Okay, so she's been through a couple of hard times and she thinks she can do a podcast. But I, y'all honestly just felt this call that I couldn't ignore. It was just this, this feeling and this nagging, not really nagging because that sounds negative, but this, this calling that I could not shake and that was so loud um, that I just had to follow. So here we are. Here I am. Um, I want to preface this entire endeavor by saying that I am not a perfect Christian. I make mistakes every day. I still mess up. I didn't go to seminary. I didn't study theology or Greek or Hebrew, but I am here in the trenches with you. I am daily walking out the strategies and the intentions that I set forth in front of you. So we will fight together and we will be victorious together. I want to just spend this first episode introducing myself and telling you my story. Um, I refer back to it often, but this is real. This is me, and this is imperfect. I grew up in one of the larger churches in a small town, um, meaning it was big to us, but it was still pretty small, um, pretty small church on a grander scale. But I went to Sunday school and sang all the songs, and although I was saved at a young age, I didn't really have the fire and personal relationship with God um, that I should have. Other things in my life were higher priority than God, and it showed in my actions. I was, um, I was really a really well-behaved child through elementary, middle, and high school. But when I entered college, um, without going into too many details at this time, I went a little wild, um, making decisions that, number one, I'm slightly ashamed to share, and two, um, I really thank God for protecting me because, goodness, I mean, I was just stupid sometimes. Can anybody relate? (laughs) But um, I say all of this to say this. I was not searching for a man at this point in my life um, that was wholeheartedly seeking Jesus. I was not searching for the man that God had specifically set in this world just for me. Um, I love the quote by Maya Angelou that says, A woman's heart must be so hidden in God that a man has to seek him to find her. Ugh. Isn't that isn't that beautiful? I literally pray this specifically for my girls all the time. But this was not me. Sadly, I was selfishly living for myself and not for God. Now, I say all of that also to say this. I still found and married a good man. Um, I cannot say that our entire marriage was terrible, and I should have, and I should have never married him. You'll never hear me say that. Um, we built a beautiful family together, two girls that I love with my entire heart. They are literally the drive behind 
everything that I do. Um, But neither of us at that time were seeking God in our everyday lives and decisions, and it ultimately cost us our marriage. Um, After we had been married for a while, um, had both of our girls, we got very involved in church. We had gone to church our entire relationship, but I got involved in a women's Bible study group and began to really understand what it meant to build a relationship with the Lord. Um, I began to study the Bible. I really learned how to pray. So I prayed for my marriage. I knew things were not good. Um, We did such a great job of putting on a show. We seemed like we had it all. Uh, The perfect house. We drove nice cars. Our girls were always dressed cute. But on the inside, I was so very broken. Um, Even though I was trying to be on the right path, my heart was still hard. And I began to get angry that God was not answering my prayers for my marriage. I remember the day very vividly that it hit me. Um, I was driving down the road, and the realization literally hit me like a ton of bricks. I just thought to myself, I was like, we, we aren't going to make it. We aren't going to be one of those couples who grow up, grow old together. Our girls are going to grow up in a broken home. And I was so angry. Like, I was so angry at this one moment in time. Like, I just... I was furious. Um, I went through all the stages of grief, grief on my own. Um, Here again, we were just putting on this show and and I was still in a very awkward place where I didn't want any of my friends or my family to to look at us any different. I didn't want anything to change. So I kept it all to myself. I was broken. I was lost. And and deep down, I blamed God. I began to resent Him. And that was just the beginning of my downhill slide. Um, At this point in our marriage, I had been a stay-at-home mom for about six years. Um, I never finished my teaching degree, so I really didn't have many options for a steady income that could support myself and my two girls. So upon this realization, I came up with a plan. I was going to go back to school, get a job, get a house, and I was going to never need anyone again. Um, For some of those who are listening, I gave an abbreviated version of this story for the 5 for 5 service at our church. Um, But this is exactly what I did. I became obsessed with succeeding in school because it was something that I could control. And for anybody who have been through similar situations where you just feel like your whole life is just spiraling out of control, you tend to grasp at the things that you can control to kind of give you that comfort. Um, When in reality, what I should have been grasping at is Jesus. I should have been grasping at the Lord and His plan for my life. But instead, I was very worldly in grasping at these things that I could control so that I could feel like I had my life on track. But in reality, I really didn't. I remember walking into one of my professor's office um, to turn in yet another extra credit assignment. Um, I remember so vividly him looking at me and saying, like, Rachel, you have a 113 in this class. Why are you still still handing in extra credit assignments? And I just kind of looked at him and I was like, you know, it's way too complicated. And honestly, I don't understand it either. Just take it. Just just take the assignment, grade it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, but I graduated, needless to say, cum laude. Looking back, I can see God so many places through this time of my life. And I'll obviously expand on them in a later episode. But I got the job that I wanted. I found a cute little house on Main Street. And that was that. I had succeeded in my plan. Um, we got divorced. And life was just going to move on. 
Um, on the outside, I looked okay. But on the inside, I was such a mess. I had built walls higher than Everest. I was bitter. I was scared. But I was so determined to not let any of that show. Um, the next few years were hard. Single parenting is hard. That single parenting can be a whole season of a podcast in itself. Um, but I commend every single woman or man out there that is working a full-time job and being the only full-time parent. It just makes your soul tired. I mean, you just feel like there are so many plates spinning and at any moment they're all going to fall. And you, you don't really feel like you're doing anything well. You're doing so many things. You're spread so thin. You just don't feel like you're doing any one thing really well. And that's how I felt. Um, but fast forward, I met the man that would become my husband. Here again, you would think that I learned from the first time, but even still, I'm not seeking a man in daily pursuit of Jesus. We were not living a life that served the Lord and advanced in His kingdom, but God is still faithful. In November of 2020, we gave birth to what I am convinced, y'all, is the closest thing to perfection since Jesus walked this earth. I am telling you, he is the sweetest, most precious little boy that you've ever laid your eyes on. Um, I love my girls so fiercely, but there's just something different about a little boy. Any mama out there with a little boy, you, you know what I mean. I'm not saying I love him more. It's just different. Um, but my husband and I got married in June of 21. And life was good. Then, in December, after celebrating baby boy's first birthday, our whole world was tilted on its axis. I got the call that no one wants to get. I have breast cancer. Um, my doctors, along with my husband and myself, sat down at a little round table and discussed a plan. I would go through six rounds of chemo, a double mastectomy, and then radiation. It would be a tough year, but I would get through it. I remember laying in the hospital bed being prepped for surgery to have my port placed in order to start chemo, and my doctor came in and very casually just said, oh yeah, we also found some spots on your liver, just as I was about to be wheeled out and taken into the operating room. Now, this doctor is amazing. You won't hear me complaining about any of my doctors, but this was not the highlight of our relationship. Um, this was just not a good time. I feel like it probably could have been um, handled a little differently. But as they're wheeling me into my, uh, the operating room, things are really starting to spin in my mind. Like, what does that mean? Like, okay, it's already spread to my liver. What does that mean about that time I just I went out? And that, of course, that was the first thing that I thought when I woke up is how is this going to change things? Like, what, is, what does that even mean? I, I, didn't, I didn't really have time to process what it meant. But fast forward again, I'm skipping a lot of really good stuff here, but I'm going to, I'm going to come back to it. But we would later find out through more extensive testing that the cancer had in fact spread to my liver along with my bones and in areas of my back, ribs, shoulders, and hips. Um, this moved what we originally were calling stage two to stage four. This also changed our treatment plan. It changed the um, narrative. It changed it changed everything. I mean, so where does one go? After feeling like she has taken blow, after blow, after blow, I'll tell you where she goes. She goes to her knees. And that's what this podcast is. It's a story about an imperfect girl living in a fallen world. But this version of this girl is seeking Jesus. She is so hungry for a relationship with him that she craves the instances where he undeniably shows up. And even though some days just suck, 
She has so much to be thankful for. My mission for this podcast is so that I can show you that you're not alone. It's to build a community of women that fall short every day, but get up tomorrow with the desire and the drive to seek Him and give ourselves mercy. It's going to be real. It's going to be honest, raw, unfiltered, and it won't always be pretty. But it will be to His glory and to advance His kingdom. I had to learn tangible strategies to cling to when the enemy is attacking. When I began to feel that awful pounding in my chest, that panicky feeling, and when Satan is whispering all the negatives, all the things that could go wrong, the worst case scenarios, I had to learn exactly what to do in that moment. And that's what I want to do for you as well. I also believe that the most beneficial thing that you can do for someone going through a dark season is to be the light. Pray for them by name. My wish is that this community of women will not be a gossip central, but will become a praying army. We will pray for each other by name for the specifics that are going on in their lives. Sometimes it helps to hear from someone who has been there. Someone who's going through it now. Sometimes it helps to have that one friend that refuses to allow you to stay in a state of pity or in a mindset of doubt and negativity. You have so much to fight for, friend. You're on the right side. We know who wins in the end. How comforting is it to know that the war is already won? We've just got to get ourselves armored up and prayed up so that we can defeat the enemy in the daily battles of our lives. And we are going to do this together. If you haven't done so already, please join in our warrior community on Facebook. Also, if this episode resonated with you in any way, please give us a five-star review so that other women can find us. Thank you so much for joining me. Come back next Wednesday to hear more about strategic ways to battle control. Thank you so much, friend, for joining us today. Again, please join our Facebook community and let me know how I can pray for you. Also, if you could give our podcast a review, I would so much appreciate that. I'm tuning in every Wednesday for inspiration and encouragement as we work together to overcome challenges. Be intentional, sister, in your pursuit of Jesus, even in the valley, so that when others see you, they'll know she is a warrior.